Good morning, Raboisai. Lilu Nishmasimi Marosi Rusbas Mordechai. Anonymously, anonymously, Rufu Shlema 4. Perel Belo Bas Chano Eliano Adino Bas Perel Belo. Rufu Shlema. So uh, the, the other day, somebody sent in $5,000 to start a new plaque for. Yerachamil Gordon and Rita, Rita Epstein. And then he sent another $5,000 because he said he realized that the rule is that if you're anonymous, it costs double. Maisa Shahaya, the chesed, the chesed, unbelievable. We, we need more anonymous. Anonymously refer Shlema for Peril Beilabaschana. This one I'm going to skip, and this one I'm going to skip for this minute. We're just going to read it from the emails. Sponsored by the MDY family, Le'ilu Nishmas Yerachmiel Ben Yisrael Gordon, Yeshua Ben Baruch Nossen, and Yosef Ben Shlomo Zalman, whose brother gave an uh, unbelievable hesped last night, which I was like to hear. And he wrote in a beautiful email. I'm going to wait until he gets up from Shiva to read it. Sponsored by Eli Rosenfeld. And family, for saving the life of my nephew, six years old, six-year-old Shmuli Friedlander, son of Arik and Lana Friedlander, Vermat Bet Shemesh. He fell down a 22-foot shaft. Picture it attached. 22, I guess this is like some elevator. You know where it is? What is it? What is this? There's a shaft for the window for the basement, and a kid, a six-year-old kid fell in there. Wow, 22 feet. There's no grates there. Wow. See, so he's running away from his friend, and all of a sudden he finds himself. He does. And Baruch Hashem escaped with only minor scratches and bruises. Unreal. This is a very long one. <clears throat> I don't like to read a lot of shvachim and stuff for the niftarim, but... This one I was going to read anyway. I didn't realize it's a, um, it's a dedication. I was reading it. I said, oh, this is very nice. I'll read it one day. I'll read it today. My name is Mayor Bolel, and I'm South African, but live in Manchester. I'm, I'm skipping around here because it's very long. I'm an avid YouTube listener, and I have not yet missed a day since Brochus began. That's beautiful. So over a year, he hasn't missed a day. I, like so many others, are so indebted to you for making this wishful dream of doing Daf Yomi a reality. Prior to your shir, my daily learning was basically non-existent. Since yeshiva days 20 years ago, 20 years, real quickly, <clears throat> the super lockdown started uh, last night, midnight. So we're down to three people in the base medrash, and two, who's up there? Three people on the second floor in the booth. So a total of four down here, within, we want to be within the rules and regulation of the Israeli authorities. I also want to say that I spoke to doctors last night. And the Olam should be careful. The Olam is very relaxed. Nobody's dying, Baruch Hashem, the younger kids. And they're telling me, it's not like you think. The hospitals, both hospitals in Yerushalayim are closed off for new patients. 120% capacity. And a lot of the doctors are in lockdown, so they don't have a full staff. They have a half a staff. And these doctors, they were going to visit 40-year-olds and 50-year-olds. 
with major problems, and they're not even putting them in the hospital because there's no room. Take it seriously. You don't want to be that person that works your whole life, and you get up there and they say, oh, Ritzayach, come over here, because you caused a certain person to die, or whatever. You don't want to be that person. Stop, stop being relaxed. It's not a joke anymore, and uh, we have to take it seriously. Says the email. <clears throat> yes. How old? So Noam Fix, who's the principal owner of uh, Tomer Dvora, so these are 18-year-old girls, basically, he says that one of the girls in the school was so sick that they had to send her to the hospital, but there's no room in Yerushalayim. They had to send her to Tel Aviv, and she had to wait for five hours to get accepted into the hospital. So this is a young girl. The kids are, it's not a joke. We, ha we can't be relaxed. Okay, there's vaccines and this and that, and people just... I know a family member, I don't want to mention it again, but from going from, I couldn't walk into his house without a doctor meeting me and my family outside of his house, because I couldn't come into his house, until they did a check, and now he's making a wedding for 500 people. Like, people just all of a sudden lose it. So, we've got to be careful. <clears throat> I am not going to go to the wedding base of Shem until I have a vaccine or I have corona. However, being part of MDY has brought a whole new energy to me and my family who have all supported me in joining the DAF Yoimi Ride. The newsletter has enhanced our Shabbos table too, as I really enjoy sharing all the interesting Divrei Torah and articles with my family. Rabbi said, this is this week's newsletter. I'm just showing you a little bit of what's going on here. It starts off with Divrei Chizik from Yedidi Kramer, DAF inspiration from Kalman from the Five Towns, Parsha thoughts from Moshe Hirsch, a taste of Hasidus from Yisrael Goldstein, Daf Insights by Rabbi Yaakov Schoenberg. I really wish I could have read this before this year. It's an amazing piece. Every week he's writing these long pieces. You have to get, I got a new printer just from him, new, new case of paper. It's, but today we're going to talk about challah, what's the shear, how many kibbetzim, and he goes through the whole thing. If you're interested in this stuff, kav, ha'efa, look at this with pictures. He's learning, Rabbi, I'm learning. I learned from him. Questions and answers from Rav Gav, the famous Rav Gav. What else do we have here? Mazel Tov, all the faces with pictures. A what? Yeah. Yes, Tefillah from Yaakov Silverstein. What? I'm getting there. We got a lot of announcements. And then you have Ari Blum, who does, he takes, he did this recorded thing. He wrote, he writes these things better than I can say it in cheer. Unbelievable. Ellie Classics. Dvartoro by Akiva Solway. Kids Corner by Mordechai Sapoznik with his own special cartoons. Kids are, it goes on and on. Meet the family. This week you get to meet Mendy Auerbach. I speak about him during Shir. Who is this guy? What does he do? Here it is. I didn't read any of this yet because I just got it. And look at this. If you want the special recipe of Kutach, it's here. A Story for All by Zev Roth. Kids are, sign up, get this. You'll get to know our family better. Or hamirkazmdy at gmail.com. O H R H A M E R C A Z M D Y at Gmail. Besides for your clear and captivating share, the global camaraderie makes me feel like I'm a part of an exclusive and elite club. I even bought an MDY jacket from Uncle Phil. I didn't know they were for sale. Beautiful. You can buy MDY jackets. I hear your shoe on the back. I'm not sure why. 
I would like to sponsor today's Shir Lili Nishma's my grandmother, Fagan Masha Chaya Bas Ribdov Bear, whose yard is on Shabbos. She was an incredible woman, played a big role in my upbringing. My grandma was born in Lithuania, used to play the piano for the Panamish Jura when he used to visit there in the house when he was just a child. I'm also sponsoring this Shir Lili Nishma's my father in law, Ribisk David Ben Harav Eliezer Lopian. He was an absolute gem of a man, loved by all who knew him. Even though he passed away 10 years ago, our family's in However, the reason I like to sponsor and his merit is that he absolutely loved to learn Torah. He'd always be learning. And whenever he had a spare moment, when he got married 15 years ago, my parents-in-law bought me a set of Arsul Shas. How many people got a, a set of Arsul Shas for the Chasana? I did. I actually asked for it. Because I figured, what do I need a regular Shas? I might need it, because I was saying Shir then, uh, yeah, in Chicago. I don't know that, that he's getting a huge nachasim. He finally used the shahs from upstairs. The shaman should have an aliyah. Like, really, fine. Our boys said we're very, very, very late, and we have a massive daf here. Tremendous mazel tov to Yaakov Citron. He comes every single day, not now during Corona, and uh, uh, he's, Baruch Hashem, engaged. And I want to say, I have to, I have to say this. I'm talking about chesed. So yesterday, a, name, a guy by the name of David Holder, Right? Holder, David Holder, got into his car, drove from Hashmonaim to Yerushalayim, to be Menachem Oval, inspired by all that was going on in New York. And then, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than this, he comes to my house, and I wasn't around, unfortunately, and he delivered this. I don't know if you guys know. This is probably the most, the nicest bottle, I should say, you could get in Eretz Yisrael. This is a 2012, The Cave, but not just. This is the Old Vines version. I don't even know if you could get it here in Mabit Shemesh. So I told my wife, I said, look at this guy. So she tells me, chesed, but you could afford it. Why is that chesed? So I had to sit and explain to her that chesed, I mean, if, if uh, Mark Zuckerberg, who's Jewish, is stuck on the side of the road and you, you fix his tire, you're not making chesed because he could afford it. Chesed, if somebody needs encouragement, not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not soliciting wine now. I'm done. This is good. This cave is good for another month. In a month, we'll schmooze. Somebody, people need encouragement, no matter what it is. You call somebody up, you come to visit, you drive from here to there, you bring a little something of a show of appreciation, chesed, even to those who can afford. Unreal, Yeshikoyach, David, let's go. We're holding that memches mayach. So we're smack in the middle of a sugi, Rabbi we had a sugi like this. A guy who eats a gid he's mevashel the gid In a pot of milk, so he's over five lavin. Number one, because he ate a gid anasha. Number two, he's eating a gid that's together with chalav. Number three, because he cooked the gid on yantiv, and he shouldn't have. You're not allowed to cook shaloy litzarech. Second of all, he cooked basar b'chalav. That's in addition to eating basar b'chalav, cooking basar b'chalav, you're over. What's number five? So now we're holding number five. We try to say that perhaps it's mukta. He is using wood, that's muksa. So we're holding, hmm, I know it's down somewhere. Void, somewhere void. Here we go, by the wide line. First wide line, two, four, six, eight, nine, down. How could it be muksa void? If a person commits two averas, on Yantif, two lavim, you, don't, you only get one malchus. On Shabbos, if you do two shaygigs, you bring two chatais in one, one, uh, one asra. But on Yantif, you only get one. So Mimela, what happened there? He's using, we're not talking about mukta touching, like, like the mukta that we know about. Mukta is using something that wasn't designated for Yantif, wood. When are you over? Not when you lift it up. 
when you light the fire, you kindle the fire, that's when you're over. But when you kindle the fire, you're just over on Mivashal. That happened together at the same second, you're only over on Yontav, on one when it happens in the same second, for that Isser of the fire. <clears throat> you're over on Gidanash at the same second, because it's a different, it's not connected to Yontav. <clears throat> Number five is the wood of Avedazara. And it says in the Pasuk, so you can't use Atzeh If you're talking about the word of Avedazara, you have six, not five, you have another one. Anytime you use from Avedazara, you're over on this as well. We must be talking about, finally, the word of Hegdish. And the Pasuk says, Fine. That's the end of the sugya. So if I eat a Gidanosha that I cooked in milk, I would be over on five. The fifth one is Atzei Hegdish. We had a machloikis the other day. If somebody cooks on Yontif for a weekday, is he chayiv or not? Now, there's actually two machlaikasim. We're going to go through both machlaikasim, but first we're going to focus on the first part of the machlaikasim. The problem is on the isser of baking anyantif. Okay? That machlaikasim. There's another problem that it happens to be Pesach. Okay, no, okay, I'm jumping ahead. Forget that. So, this machlaikasim of yantif. Are, are you baking on yantif? Baking on yantif for the weekday. Rabbi says, Hoyl. Hoyl. I could have guests coming, so I could bake. The last minute guests could come. And Rav Chizah says, No, there's no Hoyl. No guest. I don't, it's a far fetched thing. <laughs> says, says the Gemara, Hod Rav Chizah Rabbi, perhaps, Machloik is the Rebeliezer of Yeshua. We had an hour Mishnah, sorry, our Mishnah was too Machloikism. If a person has tummy bread, which we have in our days, we're all tummy, the bread is tummy, the dough is tummy, how are you mafresh challah from that dough? Problem in the Mishnah. If you leave it on the side, it's going to become chametz. If you give it to the kain, you can't give it to the kain, it has nothing to do with it, it's tummy. If you put it in the, you burn it, you can't burn it, it's kachim. Challah is truma, it's kachim, you can't burn it. Rebbe Lezer says, you bake the matzah, you bake it all, then be mafresh challah. But now we have a major, major problem. How do you bake challah, uh, matzah, before you take challah? What's the problem? 99.9% of the people don't go and take, break off a tiny piece of their matzah and give it to the kain. That would be very bad. You wouldn't have any shleimahs. Nobody does that. What do they do? They take a whole matzah and they give it to the kain. How did you bake that whole matzah? It was also for you to bake it a yantif. So, over here we have to invoke Hoyle. Hoyle, and you could have broken off a piece of matzah. So every single one that you put into the oven was okay, because you could have broken off a small piece. The fact that later on you went and you took one whole one, that's a different story. But this is Hoyle. So maybe I could use the concept of Hoyle from Rabbi and Rav Chizda and bring it over here. It sounds like a good idea, because we have a major problem. According to Rabbi Eliezer, they throw all the bread into the oven, all the matzah into the oven, and only afterwards they take challah. How did he do so? 
Maybe the answer is Hoyl. They realize this of Amrin and Hoyl, Rabbi Shul says, says, no, you can't say Hoyl. Amra Papa, and this the Gemara loves to do, is to differentiate between things, to show the difference in Svara in common sense, how they don't, they don't match. Over there in the case of Chalad, Amrinon, it says the word Hoyl here, Barashi kind of takes it out. He doesn't say take it out, but he com- 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 explains it completely different. We're not, the word here, Hoyl, is not the concept of Hoyl, but just because. In other words, since, since every piece of bread was Ra'i for him, when he put it into the oven, it was good for him, not because at the end of the day he could have. Right now, as he puts it in, that, that's not hoyl. Right now, I'm allowed, to, I'm allowed to put this matzah in? Yes, because I'll break off one piece from it. Good. The next matzah, could I put this matzah in? Yes. So each matzah, as he put it in, it was fine. That's not hoyl. In other words, we're not using hoyl. You're telling me it's a concept of hoyl? I'm telling you, no, it's not hoyl. The Gemara just wants to confuse us and throws in the word hoyl. But we're not using hoyl. It's just common sense. As you're putting the bread in, you're allowed to do it. Each bread, you're allowed to do it. But to cook from Yontif to the weekday, he already fressed. He had all the suudos. He has no reason to eat now. So what? He's, he's cooking now for a potential guest that he never invited? It never happened in the last 20 years that somebody just showed up on Yantam, knocked on his door, Shamalechem, I need a meal. Never happened to him. So all of a sudden today, he's allowed to cook? So Rabbi Shua says no. Over here, we won't say Hoyl. They have another reason not to, not to compare the two cases. Over there, by Chalo, the Loy Amrin Hoyl. Why does Rabbi Shua argue and say there's no Hoyl? Think about it. At the end of the day, when he gives one whole challah to the Kayan, it wasn't him and it wasn't for a guest. So he has no reason to. So there's something that has zero reason to make it on Yantiv. But over here, where it could be for guests, and guests, says Rashi, are very common. So Mela you do say says the Gemara. Very interesting. They said this pshat in Rebbe Yelezer. Why does Rebbe Yelezer allow you to bake bread on Yantif and only afterwards be When you baked it, you baked the chala, the chala matzah that you ended up giving off was Shalayla Tzarech. And they said the Pshat is because of Hoyol. Reb Zer says, no, I don't like the Pshat. Says the Gemara, listen to this, this is amazing. We were discussing this Mishnah for years, he says. We always wanted to understand Rabbi Eliezer. And finally, I have a beautiful pshat. Something we didn't think about. Somebody comes along, Rabbi Chama comes along and says, the pshat is hoyl. So why don't you accept it? It's like a... It's interesting. Because if, if Rabbi Zayra didn't accept it because he had a good reason not to accept it, so he had a good reason. 
And he's trying to convince him with emotions. Like, we had, we had such a good cash all these years. No. So accept it. What's the machlaikas? Why shouldn't we accept it? says, I can't accept it. The Tanino, we learned in the Braisa, Omele Rabbi Shua, Rabbi Shua is arguing with Rabbi Eliezer, Levarecha, Harei Oever, Mishum, Loisasikom Alacha. So, I mean, he said the most obvious thing in the world. According to you, you're over on a Pasuk that every kid in Cheder knows. You're not allowed to do Malach on Shabbos, which also includes Yantif. So you're not allowed to bake on Yantif. I mean, he, he knew that, right? And he didn't answer him anything. So from the fact that he didn't answer, but what, what should have he said? He should have said, Hoyle. What do you mean? This is very different. Hoyle. I'm allowed to bake. Hoyle. So he tells him, that's not a good riot. The fact that he was quiet is not a riot. Usually, I ask you a bomb question, and you didn't answer me. The riot that you agreed to my question. No. He should have said, So he answers him back. The reverse argument. He tells, Rabbi Leazar tells Rabbi Yeshua, what about Bal Oh, so that's Machlech's number two over here. Until now, we're discussing the problem of baking on Yantif. How do you bake challah on Yantif? The challah portion of the matzah, how do you bake it on Yantif? A problem of Leisasek HaMalacha. But there's another problem here. A problem of Bal Yirol According to Rabbi Yeshua, what does Rabbi Yeshua do? Rabbi Yeshua says, don't bake it. Be mafresh challah, put it on the side. And then what's going to happen is going to become chametz. Whose chametz is it? Not your problem, because you were mafresh it, it's the kain's problem. Who's the kain? We don't know. There's, there's hundreds of thousands of kayanim in the world. Millions. Says the Gemara. And he said, but bayiro bayamata. This bayiro Vishasik. Vishasik, he didn't answer. <laughs> so, on the one hand, Rabbi Lezer was quiet, didn't say anything. On the other hand, Rabbi Shul was quiet, didn't say anything. So, okay, so there's two people that are quiet. Doesn't mean that they agree to each other. They're just quiet. And he explains it. But in our Mishnah, he explains it beautifully. You ask me about Bal Yerob He says, it's not mine. What's his Lashen? This is not your Chametz that the Torah tells you to be careful with. It's not yours. So why is it that when Rabbi Liezer asked him the question in the Brisa, he didn't say anything? In the Mishnah, Rabbi Yudha Anasi, when he wrote the Mishnah, he brings down the, the answer that Rabbi Shua has. Okay, so sometimes I ask you a question in a Brisa, and I don't feel like answering you, or the Brisa doesn't have the time or the patience or whatever it is to write down the answer, and the Mishnah does write down the, Mishnah does write down the answer. But there's an answer, just because it's not there, there's an answer. So too, when Rabbi Yeshua asked Rabbi Eliezer the question, he didn't answer, it's not a riot that he said, oh, I have a bomb question. Oh, I didn't think about that Pasuk, sorry. Oop. Okay, my sheath is off. Of course he knew about the Pasuk. He didn't answer him. He has an answer. The answer is, Hayal. I didn't have to turn the page. It's right there in our Gemara. It says in the Mishnah, He answered him. It's not his Chametz to worry about. Once you do have Rosh it's the Kayans. In the Brice, he didn't answer him. In the Mishnah, he answered him. Hachanami. So too, the reverse, when it came to the question that Yeshua asked Rebbe Eliezer, Rebbe Eliezer was quiet in the Mishnah, 
and asked him, and he answered him in another place. Try to do this shear a one and a half times. I dare you. All right, no, it's just a, it's just a lot of words to read. A lot, a lot of words. Oh, a lot of I know. We have a Tamchachim from Australia, Reb Ezra Abram, Shom Aleichem. And of course, Reb Bernard David, I keep on the. Yeah. Hello, Abraham, Shalom Aleichem, another South African. Okay. We got to run. Josh Reef. I have no idea. Shalom Aleichem, Josh Reef. Elliot Rosenfeld, Shalom Aleichem, Yishkoyach for the sponsorship. I wish I saw your face. All right. Zok Yes. The Gemara Gazi is there's a lot of time to deploy Shasek play and as a legitimate to smoke that. Why over here we're assuming there was a response in the Mishokah? Because why had a response in the Mishokah because in, in this kasha itself, in this kasha itself, you see that he asked him a question in Yushasak, right? That you see. But there's an answer, a Mephush answer in our Mishnah. And Shisha says in Mishnah, the, the, the answer is brought down. So he's saying, Mineu Bey, you see that this idea doesn't work. Yes, you're right. During, in Shas, Shasak means, it always means that. But when you see that it didn't mean it, in our case itself, forget about somewhere else. In between Rabbi Lezer and Yeshua, Rabbi Shua was quieted in answering, but there's, a question, there's an answer here. So let's assume the same thing happened to Rebbe Yezer. Not every place in Shas. In this case, Tanya, Rebbe Yoim Halacha Kirbel Yezer, Rebbe Yitzchak Oimer, Omar Halacha Kiben Beseira. Ben Beseira is the third sheet that we didn't talk about a lot. He basically holds like Rebbe Yezer. But Rebbe the Halacha is like Rebbe Yezer that what? You go ahead and you bake your challah. You bake your challah and then you mafresh afterwards. Ben Beseira says no. Take the piece of dough and Put it into cold water. Make sure it doesn't, it doesn't become chametz. Zog de Gemara. Vekama shiur isa. How much dough can you need on Pesach and not worry about it becoming chametz? Now, while you're kneading the dough, you can knead the dough all day long and it doesn't become chametz. As long as you're moving it, it doesn't become chametz. But there's a certain point that one human being cannot knead it. If the bowl is the size of this room, the, it's going to become chametz on that part, just because I'm needing it over here. So how much is it that I could need and be safe from cabin. When we're referring to wheat, it's tukav. So I'm going to learn like the art scroll, although my chavrusa doesn't like the art scroll, pshat, and he goes with the Masifta, I think it is. But I looked around a little bit. I think, I, 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 whatever. In a situation like that, I go with the art scroll. Although they don't bring a source. So basically, Rashi explains in the future, in one line down, we'll do the one line. It's wheat that's three, and barley is two, says Rashi, because wheat becomes chametz slower. So the art scroll wants to learn that when it comes to the first pshat, it's barley that becomes chametz slower. But the question, the obvious question is, what is a machlekes and metzias? So therefore, there are others that learn that it's, it's the volume of wheat in the, how much volume there is. The first pshat was, it goes by volume. The second pshat, it goes by what becomes chametz first. I, I'm going to go with, in the beginning, because in even Rashi, it's mashma, chiluf hadvarim, shasoyim, kroim lahachmetz, that is the chiluf. They flipped what, what the metzias is. Whether it's Sayyidim, but anyway, there are two, there are two Shiurim. 
It's either three kav or two kav. Right. Well, that's very, uh, not very different. By the Nachtam over there, the, there's Machloikis, if people are careful to, for their business to, to draw out on the thing, you're right, it's Urim. But what are you going to go? Check? Go to the bakery and check and take a, a typical housewife? That's, I'm saying this is, you can literally check. Anybody can check at home. Take barley, take wheat, which one comes home, it's quicker. I mean, any scientist will figure it out. Leavening is a, it's hard to, that's a harder thing to this. But I, I hear, yeah, sometimes it's Machloikis and Mitzias. 100%. But what do we do? All of a sudden, in wheat, the shirim just jumped up. Instead of two kav of wheat, it went to three. And instead of three kav of barley, it went to four. Now think about it for a second. Two to three is 33% more. Three to four is 25% more. But it jumped up. The shirim jumped up. If you're talking about good grain, maliyosa, so it becomes chametz a lot quicker. It's good, it's good quality. It also has good leavening properties. But chasichasa, if it's poor grain, it's not such good stuff, then it leavens slower. MMA if it leavens slower, my shear is larger. I could control a larger batch without it becoming chametz. Amr Papa, Shmamino, Girion Chiti, the bad grain is 33% slower than the good grain. More than the, the difference between good barley and bad barley. Rashi just sticks in. What is this? Okay, this one is 33%, this is 25%. What do I care? Whatever that means. If I go to the store and I say, uh, give me bad barley versus good barley, so now I know it's 33% versus if it's barley, it's 25% more. Or if I made a bet with somebody, whatever. It's a, it's a idea ba'alma. It's a third, it's a, it's a quarter. Omar, Omar Rav, Omar Rav. Comes Rav and says, what is the shear? Now, Rabbi, I really encourage you, seriously. Check out Rabbi Schoenberg's piece on challah. It's a beautiful piece. I, I, I got it at, after 7 o'clock. I had a beer at 7.15. So I had to print it out real quickly. I went through it. Very, like, just, but I saw that he's discussing this massive rashi in Omid Beis. We're not going to go through. You go through it over there. He'll, he'll explain how the shiurim, the eggs, the volume of challah and the snegeah b'smanazeh, maybe I'll go through a few of the Allah lamaisa that I saw in, in the Mishnah etc. But if you want to understand it clearly, look through his article. It's a beautiful piece. What's the shir on Pesach? One kav from this place called Melegna. That's the shir. If you want to know how much dough you make in order to be mafish challah, you should know it's one kav. We just turned to the Chesem Beis, sponsored by Gedalia Fenster, Lerfu Shlema, of Yechmiel Daniel Ben Tova Bash's son. I should have a Rufu Shlema Bekarev. You should have an easy stay, the seven week stay in a hospital. Unreal. Says the Gemara, which is, in fact, the Gemara, Votanya. 
Chameshis Revoim Kemach, it's five quarters of Kemach. In other words, one and a quarter Kav, which equals, if a Kav is 24 eggs, two Kav is 48, so one and a quarter is 30 eggs worth. Rashi takes out this next word, Va'oid, it's a little bit more, Rashi takes it out. It's not a little bit more. Chameshis Revoim Kemach, Chayovim Bechala. So how does that match up to a kav melegna, hachika omar, kav melegna, nami When we're talking about a kav melegna, it's exactly one and a fifth. Now, I don't want to, whatever. It started out seven, six, five, tzipayri, ayin shom. The bottom line is, the eggs never change, but there's a question today, bismanenu, what is the shear of an egg? Some say the eggs are half of what they used to be. And that's where a lot of the machlaikisim come. Let's continue the sugya of Chal, and then I'll discuss a little bit of halach lemaisa, a little bit that I know. Omar Rav Yosef. So Rav Yosef, the famous Rav Yosef, who came sick later on in his life, he forgot his learning, and his Talmud is? Abaya. Omar Rav Yosef. Hani noshididon. Our women, nog, lemeifa, the minig is to bake, Kefiza, kefiza lepischa. Only a kefiza. Kefiza is three quarters. It's three lug. Three quarters of a kav. Less than the shear of a kav and a quarter. Much less. This is said in life. You got to be careful when you do chumras. If the chumra has another side to it, like this. So they're trying to be makbid on Pesach. Let's be titkaniyoyz. Let's make less than the shear of chala. So that we don't come to any issues of chametz. But this is going to be a very bad thing. At the end of the day, the coin is not going to get anything. This is an iser. You're trying to trick the halacha. By me making a small batch, and then another small batch, and then another small batch, I am putter from chala, 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 oser. I try to be a big tzaddik, and I ended up being a shtickle rasha. Omalei, not true. So his Rebbe says, not true. The Ovdan Kiri Eliezer. There's a trick back. If you put it into a basket like they did in Satmer Bakery, then there's a new chiyuv. Yes, when I made the small batch, there's no chiyuv chala. And I made the small batch, no chiyuv. But I put them together afterwards. After it's baked, before it's baked, whatever it is, it's mitzarifit to the chiyuv of chala. Hatzal mitzarifim lechala. And that's the halacha. So that's what they do. They're makbid on less than a shear. And then afterwards, don't worry about it. They will give chala. How, what, what, what creates a chil of chala? By putting all that dough together in one basket. You know, when you go to the bakery here in Israel, not so much in America, but when you grab your own chala, a lot of them are touching each other and you have to rip them off. When they touch each other, then they can combine together. But nice rolls that are not touching each other. Not true. You could be mitzarif. Even when they don't touch each other. Fine. Uh, real quickly, if you make a dough that's 1.2 kilo, which is 2.2 six pounds, you take challah, your mafresh challah, without a bracha. If it's 86 eggs, which is two and a quarter kilo, which is close to five pounds, right around five pounds for us Americans, in England also, right? 
then you're chayiv to be mafresh chala with the bracha. I don't know what Rabbi Schoenberg says. I hope he's masking to this. Kachreisi. Now, big halacha. We are talking about a woman going like this, kneading, kneading in her hands. She has to be careful not to commit chametz. What about a big giant machine? Do we say light plug? Yes. No, we don't say light plug. A big giant machine came out every single matzah bakery, even the badatze, the charedas. You could put as much dough and flour. It could be a massive amount, and that's what they do. You think in the matzah bakeries that they bake, these machine matzahs, they do 1.2 kilos at a time? No. So the shear, when you go to a real matzah bakery, they do 1.2 kilo, or whatever it is, the less than the, the bracha, and they give it out. And then when they start rolling it, and they do another 1.2. I think that the shear is 1.2. They keep on going 1.2. But if it's a machine matzah, then they do a lot more. Um, you should take challah when it's in its dough state, not when it's a matzah, just when we, don't have a, a, when we have a big problem. So then you do it after it's baked, um, to be mitzarif today, to be mitzarif dough, to make it a shear, uh, either it's touching or you could even put like a tablecloth over it. Um, but you cannot put two kalim touching each other. The dough has to either touch. If it's a large amount, you have the regular shear, but you have a smaller amount, then it could be mitzarif without touching. You put the kalim next to each other, fine. Rashi points out, the Allah is like Rebbe But everybody's tummy in our days. So what do you do? He says you make... One giant challah, one small challah. And Rebbe Lezer says, first you bake, then you give the challah. So you take the small one, and you mafresh that. You put it in a basket afterwards. It becomes, it becomes one, the big and the small, and then you mafresh from that. All right, great. Says the Gemara. Bayi Rebbe Yirmiya. Tavlo she'inlo levizbizin. If you have a tray that doesn't have Walls, it's flat. Are these chalas on the tray, are they mitztarif as one? They're not touching each other. Are they mitztarif as one? The Gemara remains in the table. What's the shailah? I need it to be inside a vessel. And this is on top. It's a flat surface. Or perhaps it's within the vessel. It's within the tray. And it's considered one. Va'ika. Tanya. Rebbe says the basket combines the doughs, the chalas. He says even a basket, according to Rashi, it's even a ba- even a, a, a oven, not only a basket, even an oven. The Vilna Gain proves that that's not true. They have to be touching each other in order to be mitzvah. Today's Mishnah, sponsored by official, official carrier, the official Mishnah, I should say. The official Mishnah. Mother of an MD wire. I don't know, I don't know if he meant Ashkenazi, or maybe his name is Achsenai, something like that, from the outdoor Stuart Minion. I guess in Baltimore. Zokta Elagi Mishnah, Rabbi Gamliel Oimer, Shalish Nashim, Loishois, Lashois, Ka'achas. We're talking about a very small oven. You can only fit in one batch of dough in there. How many women can make their batches of dough without being concerned that it's going to become chametz before woman number one removes her bread from the oven? 
They take turns, one after the other. And Chachamim say, no. It's not that I am an individual, I make my own thing, and I do my own thing, then I put it into the... And if we're all involved in all three batches, then it's okay. What are the three steps? We have like this. We have, first, step number one is to knead the dough. Step number two is to make a shape out of it. And step number three is to put it in the oven. Whoa, sorry, heavy stuff. I'll explain. These are the three steps. How could you make a general rule? There are some women that are very good at this and they're very quick. So, some wood burns really, really hot. And some ovens are hotter, like we had in the Gemara, in the Beis Hamikdash, was metal versus earthenware, zakhlau. So what do we do? Tofach. Once it starts rising, take some water, spritz it, and then you do it in cold. Read this carefully with me. Pretend you're a magachir. How would you make a chart for this? Lasha. Woman number one needs the bread. And then she goes and she does kituf. Then her friend comes and needs tachteah. After her. And then she goes, the first one goes, and she rolls out the dough. She shapes the dough. And then she puts it in the oven. Then her friend goes and rolls out the dough, shapes it. Then the third one comes. Is anybody confused yet? The third one comes, starts kneading. So the one that's baking, he lasha, she starts kneading. Okay, let me just show you what I came up with. I apologize if this is... You have woman number one. Let me introduce you to the neshe of... This is the MD wire. You see this? Gary. Fine. She goes, she kneads the dough. Okay. Whew! Stuck. Wow. Unbelievable. Then she goes and she makes a shape. Then comes this lady... Oh, this is Nashim ben Maizachin lady, and she does that. Then she goes here, she goes here, she throws it in the oven, and then this lady comes, and she starts kneading. She's not, she's not a, whoa, she's not on the same page. Very good. Okay. Now, when this lady is done, this lady comes over here and throws it in the oven, then this lady comes and does this. And then this lady comes back around and she starts kneading again. Mazel tov. I'm not going to reread again in the Gemara. Maybe I missed the word here. And the third one starts braiding it. And it goes back in a circle. As long as they're dealing with the dough, that's the halacha that when you're dealing with the dough, it doesn't become chametz. Rabbi Kiva Oimer, not all women are created equal. I asked the question to Rabbi What are we dealing with? Are we dealing with women who are fast, they're slow, 
is the wood dry? Is it moist? What are we do- How can you make a general rule? You can only go with what Chachamim tell us. When you see that it's starting to become Chametz, just sprinkle some cold water. Let's start this Mishnah real quickly because we learned this Mishnah word for word. We're very familiar with this. Ref- official Mishnah of Aaron Leib Ben Sarah. And Yishai ben Ayelet is a great nephew of official catering, says the Mishnah. Torah Abonu, Ezu Seor, what is considered Seor? Seor, as we learned, is Chomaz, what? Oh, sorry. Says the Mishnah. Seor, yeah, I thought I was reading the Mishnah. Seor, Seor is Chomaz Nuksha, meaning it's incomplete Chomaz, it's on the way to becoming Chomaz. It's not a completely Chomaz. Seor Yisarev, you must burn it according to the Tanakhama, and if you eat it, you're potter because it's not chametz. Siduk, but once it starts cracking, yisarev, remember we learned like the grasshopper, yisarev, that's already chametz gomer and karas. Ezusir, what's considered not complete chametz? Kikarnik chagavim, like the antennas of a grasshopper. Siduk, and what's siduk? Like I said back then, I couldn't find a picture that has Zdokim that are not connected, so just ignore it. These Zdokim are connected, these pretend are not connected. Divrei Rebbe Yehuda. And Remeir says, as the Gemara is going to explain, Remeir, it doesn't matter if it's cracked like a locust, like a, like a grasshopper. Oi, Nisar Zdokim, they both get Karas. This and this both get Karas. Seer. So what is seer? What's chametz nuksha, not a karas? This right over here, according to the mayor. What is this? White dough. Like a person who turned white, pale, he got so scared that his hair stood on end. This is seer. This is cracking like the like a grasshopper, Divri Meir. Who's Chachamim now? Rabbi Yehuda. Ezu Siur, Kigari Chagavim. He goes one step down. This he holds is Matzah Gomor. We said he shouldn't use it on Pesach. But white is Matzah, according to him. So what is a Seer? What is Chametz Nuksha? What is it uh, in between almost Chametz? Chachamim, Ezu Siur, Kigari Chagavim. This is Seer. This don't eat. This is chametz, starting to be chametz. Sidok, The second, the worst thing is the zdokim, but on both, But in the Mishnah, review the says, you're potter on this guy and the chagavim, you only chayiv on the zdokim that are connected. You're right. According to the mayor, these two, you're chayiv According to the Yehuda, you're potter on just grasshopper. Omarava, finally, my time at the Rebbe Meir. Why does Rebbe Meir say you get cars if there are a couple of cracks on top? Because in because under the under the surface is going to be tons of chametz, tons of cracks. It's just an indication on the top what's really going on underneath. Have a wonderful Shabbos, seven thirty Motzi Shabbos Beis Hashem. Enjoy your two-week bidud in Eretz Yisrael and in America. Have a wonderful day, wonderful Shabbos. We'll see you. Bezer Shemot Shabbos.
Thanks for sticking to the... Uh, I apologize to the Eilam. Those were not here. Avi, you apologize to everybody for me. Rabbi Isai, what's going on? How are you guys doing? Larry Pearl! Where's Larry Pearl? You see him? Let, hold on, let me see. Let me, let, let me look for him. Huh? No, it's only five people, Matzah Shabbos. I have no one here. Anybody? Yeah. I have no problem if there's nobody here. I see Larry Pearl. I don't see him. I see his picture. Ah, Larry. You give us a lot of chizik, Larry. Shkoyach for being here. Who is that? Larry's talking? I think, yes. Who's that, Ellie? Is that Ellie Trapper? Yes. They were good friends from Flatbush, yeah. Yes. What, Avi? Avi Cliftoner, you know, you know Ellie Trapper, the, the Tzaddik Ellie Trapper? Avi, Avi, you know, yeah, yeah. Avi, you know that uh, Ellie Trapper watches the Sheer more, more consistently than you. You know that, right? <laughs> it's not a laughing matter. This is a serious thing. This is a serious matter. <laughs> okay, good. He's the one that convinced you. Good. I'm very proud of you guys that you guys stuck to the, to the rules and the regulations. Seriously. What? 2016 came 